Mahomes made a good Jordan comparison, but people got mad for some reason, even though it was actually a good Jordan comparison. The only Jordan comparison that I will talk about is Sam Kerr. The only Jordan thing I care about is when he pushed off. <laughs> hey, this is Dick Sporting Goods, sad boys. Juventus is breaking the law again. Son Dice is back in the relegation race. And the Fire are back to making little plans. I'm Jiggly. I am still odd on how did you it's not like you said Sean twice. But you didn't. It's it's like you it's like when you uh double hit a shot by accident and just everything kind of goes out of weird. I've also butchered every word of my sentence so far too. This has been a hot start. You know, I just got back I got back from class. What what's your excuse then? You said you had a day off. Yeah, it's my like day that. off. Yeah, it was my day off, but I'm here with you. I'm kidding. And then I had to go grocery strip grocery store shopping earlier. So it's like day off from work, but not day off from life. You know, you know, I have I don't have classes tomorrow, but I still have just so many things to actually do tomorrow that it's almost like I don't actually have a day off of class. This this is why there's that male intrusive desire to have a week of the pandemic again where we had no responsibilities. Like the whole pandemic thing sucked, obviously, but like having a week where like we can't do anything, good times. And and like all the people that suddenly like moved stuff to online were like, oh, I never leave my house anyway. So like people actually like coming to come coming into my area for once. Yeah, I, I went outside. Nice. And it was cold today. I remembered what it's like to be outside in the cold. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, it was cold. Speaking I of cold, walk, I took I'll a walk around uh, Soldier Field. Fair uh, today. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were in school. Speaking of cold, it was really cold in Kansas City, I'll tell you that much. And speaking of and speaking of Soldier Field being an NFL stadium. <laughs> We're not for much longer, to be fair. Well uh, yeah. I mean I want I want to talk about the uh, the first game of the of the, well, yeah, of the Sunday. That's fair. In order, which well, was uh you the know, game that lasted about like a quarter before I was, yeah. no, I mean it lasted a half to be fair. It, it was over at halftime, but at least they got to that stage. Yeah, uh the Eagles destroying the 49ers i don't even think i watched much of the game i just had it on in the background i watched obviously i watched the whole game i spent like nine hours on my couch watching football because who cares that's the highlight of my life at this stage i don't know why i really depressing depressing there but uh, anyway good even game early you sound, on you sound you sound like a like a like a 50 something year old man at this point it's bad it <laughs> is bad i need a spark but the good thing is there's a new spongebob game apparently coming out tomorrow so that should be the spark of my life for like, at least a month or two <laughs> anyway good heavens it's, it's i'm even more dangerous when i'm off of work because i know i have to go back to work soon i don't like this anyway so philadelphia scored such on their first drive after a fourth down conversion that shouldn't have stood which is funny and then I think on the 49ers' first drive, Brock Purdy gets hit before he starts throwing. Ball flies in the air, and it technically is a fumble. And Brock Purdy gets hurt, and eventually, it kind of rules him out for the rest of the game. Some guy named, oh, I forgot. It's not, it's not Jason Johnson. It may be Jason Johnson. So the fourth string 49ers quarterback goes into the game. And it wasn't so bad until Josh there was... Johnson. Thank you. Thank you. Until it was two minutes left, Philadelphia was up 14-7. The Niners were going to get the ball to start the second half. But Josh Johnson fumbled a snap twice, I think. Oh, like he looked away or something like that. Like that was horrible. Yeah. So that gave Philadelphia the ball. They scored the touchdown right after. And then this 49ers just couldn't move the ball with Josh Johnson. He then got hurt, which meant that they had to kind of roll out Brock Purdy again, even though he literally could not throw the ball. I think he threw like once or twice for like two yards each. Uh, he Man. had total on the game. Four for four. 
Total, yeah, total in the game, he was four for four for 23 yards. So, which Josh yeah. Johnson was seven for 13 for 74 yards. <laughs> I mean, John, even, yeah, I think even with Josh Oster, they definitely lose that game, but who knows how different that game could have been if Brock Purdy was fully healthy. So it, it was a shame because, like, that was an exciting game, but it ended up like that just because of circumstances. So I have thoughts. Of course you do. I just, I, I just think Brock Purdy's a fraud. I mean, I you look at, that. like, I do not rate Brock Purdy in general. Like, I, it, it, it's not, like, to be that mean about it, but, like, I just thought, like, going into that game, he's not the guy who's running the show. It's the defense. It was that 49ers defense. And if the defense can't, could not keep up with the, probably the best, uh, I think that the, it, it's safe to say that the Eagles are the, were the best, uh, highest scoring offense, the best offense in the league. You know, the Bills I think so. Most of the metrics. Season. I think most of the metrics gave Philadelphia the one spot, and they also broke the uh, broke the single season rushing touchdown records record nice. uh, in that game. So it's like they're not going to keep if that defense cannot hold up against that offense. Uh, hold up against uh, the Eagles' offense. I mean, the 49ers' offense is nothing. I don't like well, it, that's like it. Brock Purdy was made out to look really good, but he wasn't. <laughs> He was never supposed to be that good, and a lot of his yardage is run after catch. You know. Well, yeah, Brock Purdy. I don't think anyone's actually saying that Brock Purdy is like. Very there were so good. many people. There were so many people talking about know, him. There's like always that. There's, there's always racists out there. I'm kidding. Well, not even uh, not even like that. I mean, just like a you know the San Francisco 49ers fans, of course, being like, "Oh, it's 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 uh, it's Steve Young again." It's like no, it's not. Hey, look, like, man, it's a it's a non-zero chance the Jets make the playoffs this year if they had Brock Purdy from the start. I'm just gonna put that out there now. I mean, yeah, but like, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I'm just saying like there was a lot to that was a lot made about him that shouldn't have been made. Yeah, but I also do think we have a we have a good game if he actually stays healthy. Like because the the worst thing for San Francisco is that the offense could not get any time of possession. So the ball immediately kept going back to the defense, and they kept on trying to get stops, and they gave up at the end, and they lost the plot. If Brock Purdy plays the entire game, it, it should be a close game because it was still a close game going into like the two minutes left of the half with Josh Johnson, who no offense to him, looked terrific. Like he couldn't catch a snap for crying out loud. Yeah, I don't know. Up. Well, we'll see what happens because the now San Francisco obviously goes into the offseason with Trey Lance, Jimmy, and Brock Purdy. I assume Grobble's just going to walk away, which is whatever. But now and they think- really. Oh it's no! I was thinking of somebody else. That's fair because, like, the interesting thing is now: do they, what do they do now with Trey and and, uh, and Purdy? Do they keep one as the backup now, or do they try to make a move on one of them while the, the value is high? I really do think that they should just like keep Purdy as backup because I don't even know if the rest of the league is going to be interested in him. You need to have a good system. But hey, I'm a big fan of having a quarterback that's not getting paid much, and I, I think Brock Purdy is a perfect fit for that. A dude that's not going to suck, and he won't cost a billion dollars. Yeah, just like Chad Henney. I mean, I take if there's a non-zero chance the Jets make the playoffs, if they have Chad Henney at quarterback this season. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. He had a good drive in a divisional game against. No, the Jets. yeah, like I remember. I remember back in the day when, like, you know, Chad Henney somehow like got the Bears in like the cha- like got them fairly close in the in a championship game. <laughs> Something or the I mean Rex Rossman Super Bowl appearance, yeah, 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 all that. Well, yeah, shows. but I mean it was mostly, but that was this was more of an era of like where Jay Cutler somehow was like good, and, and then he would immediately he would and then he would get injured in the playoffs, and then Chad yeah, Henney would run was, out there and it'd be was, like, well, what do we do now? 
Well, speaking of Chad Honey, Chad Honey is going to the Super Bowl after the Chiefs beat the Bur. I was going to call them the Burrows. I'm not even going to lie. That's how much the media has gone to me. The, the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, I mean, okay. You know, the you, you love your your line of, you know, the he, he, he's got that dog in him or he doesn't got that dog in him. Doesn't. Okay. You hit me with it. Yeah, nailed it. it. Well, it, it was some, uh, I know that, uh, I wouldn't say friend of the podcast. I, I don't think she knows us, but we, but uh, technically speaking, we both used to work with her. Uh, Kim who uh, used, to, used to be involved in SB Nation, specifically soccer side and MLS side. Um, uh, she tweeted out that that boy, Joe Burrow, is nice, but I fear he does not have that dog in him. And I will make the argument, he does. That offensive line doesn't. Because he hey, got who, overrun again. Who in the world is trying to argue against Joe Burrow at this stage? I know. I know. My, well, to be my only doubt about Joe Burrow at the moment going into the future is that he is playing with three top two wide receivers. That's the only thing I'm concerned about. Like, I have no idea what Joe Burrow looks like with like one wide receiver and then like two like standard guys. But he's probably gonna be fine. I, this isn't well, like a Joe Burrow. Like, I think it's. Thing. I think it also is is just like the Bengals are just really good at attracting attracting good wide receivers. No, they they, they, they recently yes. Well, no, no, because they got lucky with uh, Chase because Burrow got hurt, so they got a good they got a p- good pick in the draft. They did well, pick. I'm, I'm saying like even I'm saying like even before that. I mean, oh, they like had AJ Green. Yeah, like I'm not saying like historically, historically, but I'm saying like within the 2000s. I think I can argue yeah, maybe, that maybe they had those things, good then. wide receivers. Yeah, maybe it's, it's like how the Bears always somehow have like a good defense, but like nobody knows why. Fair. Yeah, if you want that, that's fair, but. I mean, the the real quarterback to talk about is Patrick Mahomes, who who's bro- playing with uh, a broken freaking ankle. Well, not broken. It's not broken. But... It's it's just like a real bad sprain. It's he's fine now. It, it is a not he fully limped usable off the ankle. Game. And he well, dropped, I think, two hundred yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And I mean, there were a couple of moments where it did look concerning for him. Yeah. No, I like he, there there's like and and I know it's the really cynical part of me to be like go for his ankle. Oh no! I, if you, I, I if you go for a sack, go for his ankle. Human nature. Hey. I have no idea how no one just dove at his leg. Because like, like worst it, case scenario, if you're a defensive lineman, you do that and you get ejected. Who cares? You've taken out Patrick Mahomes. But then we gotta a, go. We're trying not to go to hell here, Jiggly. That's the yeah, problem. I know. Well, as I said, like that's the cynical. That's the cynical thing of me is just like if you want to win this game, go for the ankle. What if What if God said you could go to heaven, but you looked at Patrick Mahomes' ankle? <laughs> And you thought about no, well, it. Well, I mean, it's it's a, it's the same sort of thing. Like in a boxing fight, like you aim for the cut. <laughs> it's just, well, yeah, oh, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, it's a boxing match. You aim for the cut, make it worse, and it's gonna bother him. Or and like, so it's not even like try to break his ankle. It's just like make it worse for him, make it annoying for him, make it hard for him to stand. That's the same thing I was thinking when when Jalen Hurts started running. I'm like, just duck him in the shoulder, just absolutely <laughs> obliterate him. So uh, the big thing that I want to talk about with that game, though, was that the so. Actually, no, there's two things involved. First of all, uh, I just want to mention uh, it's perfect brand synergy that uh, Chris Brady was was up and running <laughs> on Twitter uh, that night uh, talking about how much he loves, uh, how much how, how he became a Bengals fan for the night <laughs> and how much you like Joe Burrow. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was just nice to see. Like, he's, yes. he's, he's not as cringy as Gaga on Twitter, right? No, no, oh, absolutely there, not. There was a real bad Gaga he, tweet, actually. Did you see the recent one? 
Uh, I, I, you uh, know what? I, I, I haven't paid attention to him. A Chelsea account tweeted out a, like a list of like, it was like a mini picture, like graphic of like all the Chelsea home jerseys the last 20 years. And the caption of that picture was like, which is your favorite jersey? And Gaga quoted with all of them. I'm like, ah, this dude is terrible, man. I, I'll, was- I'll just I'll just send you the o- pretty much the only tweet that Brady has ever done that seems Gaga like, which was like retweeting saying like, oh, can't be more excited. Could be more excited to play. Like it's no, that, that, no, that is normal. That's a normal like, cool, tweet. Yeah, that's a normal. That's, that, he's, like he's gonna wake up and think, "Oh, nice game day." Where Gaga's like running around the room, kissing the badge on his pajama pants. I know. Have we gotten back to this already? Okay, back to this. I mean, yeah. The thing is, is like I, that. That's the big thing that I have to keep telling people, which is like the thing about Brady is is that like he doesn't have the mentality that uh, Selena has. He's just a dude. Chris Brady is here <laughs> he is to do a it. goalkeeper. And Chris- honestly, I'm hearing from more and more people that like, actually he's probably got a higher ceiling than Gaga. Chris Brady is here to do a job. He is here to help the fire until it is time for him to leave. And then he will leave. You know? Yeah. Like I, he, he's, he's, a, he's a cool dude. I've like, Oh man, I've I've never actually had a full conversation with Gaga before. <laughs> I've had a nice full conversation with like Brady, like talking about like the Blackhawks. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't think I could have a normal conversation with the guy with Selena about like the weather or something. Yeah, I, because the, he's either like too serious on camera or he's just talking about how much of the desire. Like I, the joke I've gotten on my head is that Gaga's gonna be more excited for the home opener than Brady's gonna be. No, Gaga's gonna be all the way in England. Oh my Gaga's, God! Gaga's Gaga is gonna, going. Gaga is going to have like a U twenty one game to play, but he's going to be tweeting about the fire. Yeah, no. Gaga's <laughs> going to post a picture of him watching the fire game at three a.m. in London. Like, oh oh like, I still love this team, and everyone's going to retweet it. Everybody's going to retweet. We're, we're, we're going to have to hear about it all yeah, over and over people. again. We're terrible people. We we we've, we're both doing yeah. nothing with our lives. So we're both hanging <laughs> on this kid. Lived his dream. Now he's living his dream even more at like Chelsea. Level. He was great I mean, for you. You he didn't make it to Real Madrid. <laughs> you you forgot about in in the gameplay notes about the fact that the U.S. technically played two games, but the games were terrible because the U.S. Soccer Federation is terrible. Not even worth right now. talking about. But but Gaga did have a good game. Yeah, Gaga. Gaga well, I mean, he game. got he like what within the first half hour he got a knee a knee to the face. Yep. <laughs> knee to the back of the head or something. Don't made a saves. Good lad. Yeah. Uh, uh, so the thing that I want yeah, to talk about, it, I, I was talking about Chris Brady because uh, he tweet, he also made this tweet about like that that game is on the refs, and I completely agree because there are so there there are quite a few moments in there that really that maybe you know the big one that everyone's going to talk about. Actually, no, it's not even the big one anymore because after that final play, but the big one that I think a lot of people are going to talk about is the 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 phantom play. Yeah, you, you remember that one seven. Well, I mean, it wasn't even fourth. It's like okay. Well, technically, so, it would have been. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know. What you so, mean. so the so the play ran. It was uh, it was an incomplete pass. So clock stops. Would have been fourth down. Oh no, sorry. No, it, been, it, was, it went to yeah. third. Yeah, it went to third down. Clock stops. But one of the referees or someone motioned for the clock to run again. It, it, that's not what you're supposed to do. And so they ran that play. There is a lone guy, a lone linesman off in the corner somewhere who starts running onto the field to, to signal for like, oh, wait, don't start the play. We got to We got to fix the clock. And they run the play. And, you know, it, it was it was a pass to Travis Kelsey. It didn't make didn't make the first down, whatever. And then they line up again. And then they they move the clock and it's like, OK, I guess we're playing now. And it's a sack. And then they call like 
pass interference or something down the down yeah. the field. Which, which was clear pass interference, to be fair. Well, there was a I, I think this may have been the pass interference that I'm thinking of where even you know how they got like a referee in the box to like try to convince everyone, no, no, the referees made a good call here. Even that guy was like, you know, that's a bit much. <laughs> it was it was because he kind of like I think the he had a hand, he had a hand on turns. his waist. He turned on those the issue. Yeah, but no, I, the, the phantom call obviously does suck in the circumstances, but you have to remember that one of those teams would have gotten screwed over there. Yeah. Because, and like, the thing- if Kansas City got like a 20 yard gain there, it would have been called back no matter what. Yeah. But I mean, the big thing with it was that like there was so much momentum shift in those few moments that it's like you can't say that that didn't have an effect on the game. Yeah. The, 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 mean- the play ended, the, 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 the series, the, the drive ended in a punt, but like you cannot say that that did not affect the mentality of these those players. I I don't know. I know the ref- that was a huge momentum shift. the The big one for me is that there's there's, and it's always tr- tricky with these calls in the NFL because uh, holding in the NFL is like corner kicks in soccer, where if you really want to, you could call it everywhere all the time potentially. Yeah. So there's like one missed holding call on the final scrimmage play from Mahomes. There's a like a missed block in the back. Oh, I saw more. People, <laughs> I know there's um. There, I have I only have two other like major blown is it, calls. Is it the 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 intentional grounding? Yes, there is there is a guy in front of him, it, and you see his hand harsh, is, yeah. is on the motion throwing it, but the ball gets out of his hand, which obviously that's still an incomplete pass anyway. That's not a fumble. Yeah. He's throwing motion, and the ball just goes straight down, and they call intentional grounding on it. And push him back to like the the five or something like that. Yeah. That that was horrible. And like that one's that's one that like people are barely even talking about. And then the final one that I want to say is is the big one, which was uh, Osai. Uh, what's his first name? Is it Jeremiah Osai? I know. I think, I think it's, it's with an O. It's with, I think yeah. it's like it's a double O name. But uh, Osai's uh, hit out of bounds on Mahomes. That was not like oh don't he's barely outside. Okay, this this is once again like me and you on like VAR. Like it's it's similar to like the offside thing or like whatever, where it's just like not think that like what do you expect Osai to do? What do which you is, expect them to do? Which is fair when you look at it in slow motion, but when you watch it live, you you either your first reaction is always what is he doing there? Because you know they're gonna call that. I've seen that called a hundred times out of a hundred recently where the quarterback take if the quarterback has made his move outside and he is out of bounds and you shove him and he flies, that is going to get well, I mean, it's, it's the, the same sort of thing as uh, that. You remember that, that big controversy in college football with the, uh, with the fake, with the fake slide. Can he pick it? Yeah, I think, yeah. That, I think it was him. Yeah. Like where, yeah, with, the, with the fake, yeah. With the fake slide where it's like, yeah, I mean, as a defender, you don't want to get a penalty called, but like, you know, that this guy, could do that. No, I know. So it's, it's, it's this it weird thing of like, you, you, you got to do something because okay. it's not like he's, it's not like he's making a move for the sideline. He's making a move to the outside and he still has some space in front of him. And, can, and, then, and then the other thing that I, I saw, I saw the, uh, the post game interview, which by the way, I oh, really sure. love the uh, BJ Hill next to him, just being like, yeah. "That's a stupid question." Moving on, like yeah. really, re- really having his back. Yeah, it's Joseph. It's Joseph Osai. Oh, okay, and fair uh, like he said, like 
I, I'm trying to get him to like take a step back or something as he's going out of bounds so that the clock keeps running. Cause that's another thing. Like we saw that as like, if you're moving, if you're moving backwards out of bounds, then suddenly the clock keeps running. So maybe, you know, get him to move backwards a little bit so that you can uh, keep the clock running instead. So it's like you make that incentive for this to happen that you have a mobile quarterback who is on the run on on the outside. You don't know if they're going to step out or not. And if he is going to step out, you want to make sure that he's stepping out backwards or something like that. So what's what else is Osai going to do there? And there was also an it was also a really late call too. Like everything happened, and then they waited for a while, and then they threw the flag. It's very you know immaculate reception type thing of like. Macular reception, the only reason why it was actually like allowed because the ball hit a certain player at the right time that like, you know, it would have been yeah. incomplete anyways. The only reason why that why the macular reception was allowed is because they were worried about a riot because fans had already come out, come down onto the field. But we don't need to worry about that in this era. But at the same time, like it felt like they waited for a, for a while before they threw that flag. I mean, End of like I can feel bad for the guy. End of the day, it is still a flag, unfortunately. Like with all the like rough ruling aside, because there's one point in the game where Joe Burrow got like an extra five yards because he ran upfield and instead of like sliding, he kind of did a juke instead. You know, the defender didn't know how to react because like he wants to go take his head off, but if Joe Burrow starts sliding and he does that, it's gonna be a 15 yard penalty. So like it does yeah. suck for the defense, but it's still penalty in the day. It's it's one of those things where like. It's late in the game, and it's it's the same thing in soccer where it's like you know, you you you'll you'll call that foul every single time outside of the box, but once it's inside the box, it's suddenly like, eh, I don't know. No, I don't know. I think. Well, I mean, I know, I know, I know your I know your view on it, but it's like the the overall view of people is my, like my view is the right view, obviously. No, I. I <laughs> I think the thing is, nine out of ten people who watch that would have gone, "Oh, why is he done that?" Because they know, not necessarily. Well, I, I, that, was, that I was more annoyed with Mahomes. Like he ran, he, like because he'd run directly into uh, a, a coach on the Bengals sideline. Like that looked like, honestly, accidentally trying to start a fight. I know that wouldn't have been his intention, but like, I don't. Yeah, I don't think we're Mahomes is like, hey, it's ten seconds left in this conference title game. Let me try to start a fight with an assistant coach, Shigley. How, well, how I mean, good do you think Patrick Mahomes is? He has all that control and all that vision. <laughs> uh, Mahomes is Thanos. Or, you know, Mahomes is the, the Cena wins LOL meme. You do everything you want to blah, blah, blah. I still he think no, that, like, that, was he, a, that, that, that should have been Burrow's game. Jiggly, he had no receivers and a messed up ankle, and he still won the game, bro. Uh, you say no receivers. Marcus Valdez-Scantling. I yeah, really no, no, like fair. the guy. Well, I really liked the guy no, going into this great. season. Other than Marcus uh, MVS, obviously, there was no one because the problem with MVS is that once everyone else got hurt, they had like fifty dudes on MVS. <laughs> that dude was fine for. I've never seen Marquez Valdez Scantling get covered like that. I don't think anyone will ever will see that again. So yeah, uh, yeah, because he, he he he. I mean, even back when he was with the Packers, he was more of just like the slot guy. Chiefs by thirty. Really? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we can talk about that next week. Anyway, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the Pro Bowl next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got, uh, you, you got, you, you talk about your side of Europe. I need to do some quick research on Juventus. Um, so, primarily, like uh, we tread onwards as always. I don't even know, like, there's not like particular big Premier League news. There was like cup games mainly. Jao Cancelo went to Bayern Munich today, though, which is a really shocking move. It came out of nowhere. There was no rumor or report or anything. So it's interesting to see how City are going to approach this now. There's the, I think it's Rico Lewis, 
young fullback. I assume he'll become the starter now, and they've got their faith in him, but that could be an indication on what City's going for in the future. They've only got a day to replace Cancelo now, so who knows. Everton get Sean Dyche. Um, people think it's going to work because, you know, Dyche is known for the Burnley ugly win-at-all-cost football. I don't know how it's going to work, though, because it worked at Burnley because there was no drama, and Everton is a club full of drama and egos and weak players. I think the Burnley players were much stronger in terms of character. I don't know if these Everton guys are going to be the same, unfortunately, so I don't know how well it's going to work. I hope it doesn't. I want to see Everton relegated to like League 57. I do not like Everton. Good riddance to them. Um, Leeds USA continues to grow because Weston McKinney has joined up with the likes of Brendan Aronson, Tyler Adams, and Jesse Marsh, and technically a little bit of Jack Harrison. So... I mean, it's a great signing for them, and there's a reason you're, we're going to talk about Juventus as well later on, but I strictly still does his research. Yeah. And does research without being able to talk, apparently. No, I'm kidding. Well, I, like, I, I'm like, i just checking. Like, I know that there's a bunch of Premier League stuff that I don't actually have that much of an opinion on. Like, Sean no, Dyche, yeah. I think that, like, it's it's fine. Like, it, it's... I think they are still, like, very much favorites to go down anyway. Uh, Sean Dyche is going to have his work... Is, is It has his work cut out for him when it comes to, like, fixing Everton and at this point maybe Everton might be best served going down getting themselves organized and then know. coming back I don't up. think I don't think they would. I don't think they'd pull up Brayman as we'll get to. I think well, Everton I just, I, might get it might get sloppy, might get ugly. Like I'm I mean, I think that it, it I just think that it might be best for Everton. Like they have so much so much on the books that it's like, you know what, go down, ha- have a have a reset down the championship, maybe even take an extra season down there and then co- try to come back up. Um sorry, I got a, a message <laughs> that uh, made me made me happy, made me smile. Um so yeah, the lead, well the big thing is we need Everton Real Gate special because we need leads to stay up because as Americans now we have to root for leads. And I mean, yeah, McKinney's, a great, McKinney's a great signing for him. McKinney's very good. McKinney is a Champions League player. I don't know how he's fallen down to Leeds, but McKinney is a proven Champions well, League player. As, as we mentioned, Juventus issues. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously, but I have well, no I idea. Thought that, I remember hearing that like Chelsea was interested in him as well. No, like there should have been a bigger team. The problem is like, I think everyone else, it was, there was one player recently. It's kind of like the Ronaldo, this is going to sound weird. I'm comparing Weston McKinney to Ronaldo. But like everyone kind of knows that they're a good player, but they're just like, oh, we already got a dude for that. Like yeah. Manu, or we already got dudes for that, and we like McKinney doesn't really fit the system. We have we have Weston McKinney at home. Yeah, something like that. Like, and not even like that. Our Weston McKinney is better per se. Just like we don't need to buy another one. We got other things to worry about. But yeah, um, hope we we need Leeds to stay up now. I mean, if Leeds don't stay up with that squad, Jesse Marsh is fired, and then people shouldn't want oh, Jesse absolutely. Marsh to do USA job. No, anymore. not just not just Jesse Marsh is fired, but like. So that 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 ruins the entire reputation of American soccer. So yeah, <laughs> that tanks to. American soccer's reputation. And it wouldn't even be the Americans' fault because I think Leeds' biggest issues are going forward. Like they're gonna have a great midfield, with all these American dudes. But then it doesn't matter if Patrick Bamford skies it from ten yards out every single game. Yeah. Um, we should get the Man U versus Newcastle Carabao Cup final that we're thinking of and that we'll be hoping for. Well, I mean, others are. I was hoping for an upset because I want Man U. I w- if Man U could play only League Two sides and win a trophy, I'd, I wouldn't care. I'd be happy with that. But Newcastle won 1 0 in Southampton. Oh, wait. Was it? No, no. It was in Newcastle, I think. But they still beat Southampton 1 0 in the first leg of their game. And then Man U beat Nottingham 3 0 in the first leg of their game in Nottingham. So Man U was. Done and dusted, almost certainly. 
Newcastle maybe could get upset, but we're almost certainly getting Newcastle Man U in a cup final at Wembley, which should be a very nice occasion, to be fair. That 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 sounds like a platonic ideal of football. Yeah, that that's gonna be a good time. Like I'm gonna desperately need United to win that game and I will be scared, but I will still partially enjoy like the the spectacle of it all. And then lastly, Wrexham discourse, because Wrexham had a game in the FA Cup. They ended up tying 3 3. But a lot of people were kind of annoyed about how much coverage it was getting in the US. And not because that game was getting and coverage I wanna, per se, but because of how little coverage American soccer gets in comparison to that. And I and I want to get back to that when we get to the fire section. But like for right now, we'll just cover it from this angle. I have a different angle that involves the fire that I can talk about later. But like from this angle, at the very least, like, yeah, it's I, I did finally watch Welcome to Rexham like last week. It's it's good. I liked it. It's fine. I mean, MLS just got to be better at the end of the day. Like it's their fault then. Yeah, it's it's about it's about narrative. Yeah, it's about better, not MLS. understanding. It's not. It's it's about not understanding how to like craft a narrative. And again, I'm going to talk about that later. How are you going to have that kind of narrative of the Chicago Fire? Like, what are you going to do? You're oh no, like, hey, that, that's, that's that my sucks. explanation. That's my that's my explanation. No, that I, I know. I'm I, know you, I know you get to that later. I'm building up. Like, how are you going to have that with like a, a league with like the Houston Dynamo? Like that's not yeah. that's not how that works. Well, I mean that's 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 the big thing that we're the big part of the the Wrexham discourse that I'm seeing for on the side for Wrexham was the people being like, oh, because they're a proper club, you know, it's about you know, it's it's got so much more to do with the community with the with the with the community and the entire town and everything. It's like that's nice. That's but a bad like, take. Well, that's not it. Yeah. Yeah, like that. It, the, all the people being like, oh, but it's pro rel, and that's the big thing. Like, you never want to get look, man. Let's just say you never want to be on the side of saying, yeah, but ProRel is going to make it better because that side is just demonstrably annoying. Like it hey, may not, it's not demonstrably wrong, but it's demonstrably annoying. Up, and nobody wants to hear you. Well. Up the ProRel. Shut your mouth, Jukli. I'm like, sorry. Nobody, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> I wish Sad Boys had promotional relegation. I mean, <laughs> we, 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 uh, we, we did relegate RJ and promote uh, and promote Nick. RJ, I relegated him. So RJ, 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 RJ chose to be to, relegated. That was a went, choice. He went to reverse financial administration where he's like, I need to make more money. Let me, let me put that to the side. <laughs> yeah. RJ's probably got like $2 million in the bank right now. We just don't realize it's so good for I him. I mean, I'm, honestly, yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, moving over to Germany. In a really surprising result, even though as much as I love Bremen, so Wolfsburg came into the. It was Bremen Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg came in in high form. Bremen were not in high form, and then Bremen just won two, two, one, two. Nicholas Fulkrug goals, and then a goal from Kevin Paredes, a a young American that's at Wolfsburg. Oh wait, you said you said young player, and I just wanted to mention that there was a completely separate player uh, in FA Cup match, a Sunderland player. I believe his name is Chris Git, uh, Grigg, who uh, is like he's like fifteen. Oh, there, there. He, scored, he scored. He scored, and then he, uh, and and then it was called off. off. Yeah, yeah. He that, that's a rough sight to be fair. But yeah, Bremen, Bremen got a pretty big win against Wolfsburg. It was at home, but it was it, it looked like a, a bit of the old Bremen again, which was nice. They made some tactical tweaks. The the formation, like the, the lineups, a little different, and it it's kind of rebolstered my excitement for the rest of the season because now I I don't. I always kind of know that this Bremen team won't have to worry about relegation, but I was a little shaken at what I do for a bit. But but the Bremen is now clear of relegation. I don't think they can genuinely make a push for European football. But I mean, if they win a game or two here, who knows? Like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be out here vibing the rest of the year and not worrying about relegation. Someone who does have to worry about relegation, which I'll get to in a second. Bremen did have a bit of transfer news actually today, which caught me off guard. 
you may not, you wouldn't have heard of him, but some people would know him. Maximilian Philip. He's played for Dortmund in the past. He's kind of like a backup striker, center forward kind of figure. He has joined uh, Bremen on loan. And in exchange, um, Ali Burke, the Scottish man who scored against Dortmund, has been sent out on loan to Millwall. So, I mean, it's an upgrade for Bremen. It's a little bit of a, a reload at striker. So that's good to see for the lads, at least. So hopefully Philip can do well. And I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but there's reports that Full Krug is kind of like, okay, can I dip at the end of the season so I can go to a bigger team? Which I can't blame him for, to be fair. Like, if he if he can make a move up to like a more established, bigger team right now, and we get paid like $25 million for him, that's fine by me. And the good news for me, Jiggly, is that I remember, because I was like, I kept thinking about $20 million for Full Krug. And then I remember that the Fire got $20 million for John Duran. Who played for yeah. the Fire in MLS and didn't even score that many goals? Frokel worked like 150 billion dollars in comparison. I'm kidding, of course. He's, he's 10 years older, but like if that's 20 million for John Duran, Frokel should at least be 30 if he's going to like a club that has money. And 30 million to Bremen is like 30 million to you right now, Jiggly. Like that's gonna Bremen do not have a lot of money, Jiggly. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Great. That that's a wonderful comparison that I that I can relate to. And at least um, I can make and I can make that joke publicly because we've publicly yelled at you for not buying train simulator <laughs> for a dollar on that episode. <laughs> yes, that is true. Yeah, so I got anyway. football manager twenty three over the weekend. Who's gonna have even less money than Jiggly soon, potentially Schalke? <laughs> because Schalke might be going right back down again. They got a point hey, at home hey. to Colm, which is very funny again, by the way. Colm beat the life out of Bremen, tied Munich, and then tied Schalke somehow. How? The, the Bundesliga is magic. Um the Bundesliga wears a magic hat. And yes, although Schalke very much looked like Candice to go straight back down again. And that's the tough thing. Like teams have gone down in the backup, like Norwich, Bremen, stuff like that. It's very tough to go down, up, and then back down and then try to climb back out again. I That could be like a death kneel of sorts for Schalke, where they could be like the next Hamburg who are fighting for obscurity. Shocking Bundesliga 2 update, by the way, or 2 period space Bundesliga update. Two got space Bundesliga. I think all of the top teams in that league won their games this past weekend, in the first weekend back from the, the break, which is un- unbelievable scenes considering it's that league. So yeah, there's that. That's just what they do. Um, I think that's it for Jer- Oh, we actually might get a title race. If you look at the Bundesliga standings, I think it's like one point separate each from like first to second to third to fourth. And Munich have looked kind of mid. They tied Frankfurt. They're not really doing too hot. I don't think we're going to get a title race, but at this very moment, we do technically. So might as well enjoy it while you can. Braven are only 12 points behind. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Yeah, that's nice. So, yeah. So, there, that, that is, oh, I was about to say that is Europe, but there's actually one more Europe thing because Jake has yep. done research. I've got, I've got all of this stuff in front of me and I still don't fully understand it. So Juventus got caught breaking the law again. Uh, I. I completely forgot to mention it last week. I was I was saying like, yeah, I want to add this into the to into this into the game plan, and I just completely forgot. Uh, but uh, I guess it's better that I waited a little bit because there were some updates. Uh, there was a there, there was like a uh, whatever an appeal. Anyway, Juventus have been docked fifteen points Damn. in the league, which is yeah, that's a lot. Uh, so. What happened here, I believe it's uh, the official term is uh, uh, plus valenza, which is uh, the way that they accounted for capital gains. So basically, you remember uh, when Arthur went to, I think he went to Juventus, right? No. Well, you're going to tell, tell a Bosnian dude about the Pjanic uh, Arthur 
trade between Barcelona and Juventus that yeah. killed Pjanic's career in Europe. Well, I, I don't think it was actually Pjanic who was the one that. Uh, yeah, well, was, either way, Arthur either went, way, it's like there was Arthur a deal. Went to Barcelona. No, no, Arthur went from Barca to Juve, and then Pjanic went from Juve to Barca. So either way, and that, that was a deal. That there, there, that was a, basically a deal where. It was essentially a deal for twenty million for one of the players, but they yes. inflated the prices to the point where it's like where it looks big, and so the sale from either side looks massive. It's like you know sixty sixty million that are just like sitting there, mm-hmm. but look like they're moving. So it's uh, basically to try to inflate the value of players. Also, uh, you know. Uh, offload fees, uh, like it, there, there, there was a bunch of different like ways that Juventus was cooking the books, and the thing is that there's a lot more teams, not just in Serie A, but there's a lot more teams in Europe that have been using this sort of practice, and so it's it, let's just say it it might end up at like an international court, <laughs> and we might have some issues with like UEFA as a whole possibly getting the European Union involved. I I think it might actually be the opposite. Did you ever watch that SB Nation video about Laramie Tunsil? Who was... They investigated one school for um, paying him money, right? Yeah. And they caught, like, three other schools paying him money. But in the investigation, they, uh, they axed out the names of the other schools because they only wanted to make it about this one school in question. Because they knew if they made it about these other schools, everything would blow out of the water. Yeah, I that's the, that's that, the thing because I think that's what UEFA is going to do here. They're just going to make like the, th- there's the no thing way is no that, team does it. But the thing is, is that the appeal that Juventus is making essentially is saying, if you're coming for us, we want everyone going down. Doesn't matter. Unfortunately for Juventus, they're going to just get the, the 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 rough end of the stick, wherever that saying goes. Because apparently, like the apparently the general thought of uh, uh, what people thought it was just going to be like a nine points deduction. That's what people thought, or just a fine. And so 15 points is absolutely massive. I forgot like how far down they were knocked 14th down. 14th or 13th now. Yeah. And, and they lost a month, which is really funny, a pretty bad team. Yeah, so it's it, it, it was massively effective against them. It had a huge effect on them. And it, it's not quite, you know, Calciopoli, but it is it has the potential to do something to the rest of the rest of the soccer world. And yeah, it's, it's concerning a lot of, and you know, there's, there's other stuff within, like there was apparently a two and a half year ban handed out to former Juventus sporting director and current Tottenham managing director, Fabio uh, Partici. And there's stuff involved with like, uh, with like Ronaldo's contract like something was weird with it and like extra payments that like Ronaldo is like denying that anything happened, but like there's stuff involving him. So yeah, there's, there, there's a lot of stuff going on here that there's a famous example from a few years ago where Barcelona needed to get money. They needed like, let's say 20 million. So they wanted to swap goalkeepers with Villarreal. But what Barcelona did is on the last day of June, they sent over, they sold their goalkeeper to Villarreal or to Valencia for $20 million, right? So they made that $20 million. The next day, once the new fiscal window opened, they then bought Valencia's keeper for $20 million. 
So even though it was a straight swap, they it got them the twenty minute twenty million they needed to cover the books for that fiscal year, and then they immediately started the next fiscal year down twenty million. But it was okay to like bounce the books at least for those respective years. I wouldn't be surprised teams do that all the time. I don't. I don't think this is going to blow up. Unfortunately, like, I think they're going to nip yeah. this in the bud right away, and Juventus is just going to have to deal with it. I and mean, we are talk- we are talking about the Italian courts here, and yeah, no one knows uh, what's going on there. It's okay because now Christian <laughs> no Erickson, one truly really knows, knows what's Christian going Erickson, on. Unfortunately, might be hurt, so they can just send us. They can just send United Paul Pogba on loan, and we can move on with our with our lives, or send us Rabio. Who cares? Just give us a center midfielder, please, so we can have cover there, and Vlahovic. I'm so uh, down to just raid Juventus. So the apparently there there's there's a different investigation that's going to be happening into this by Italian prosecutors. Uh, well, I mean Turin prosecutors anyway. Uh, preliminary hearing for the investigation is scheduled for March. Which, if you know anything about Calciopoli, you would know that the I believe the uh, what the something about the uh, trial was so long and so spread out that by the time they finally were able to get everything that they needed to, to prosecute him, the statute of limitations had already ran out <laughs> to actually and like give criminal charges to uh, people moments. in charge. Well, standard, standard Italian legal process. I mean, to be fair, it's um, no, like, it, it's a t- tough thing to talk about, but like, you know, the whole Mason Greenwood thing, the, the man, you young, who, who yeah. almost certainly raped his girlfriend. He's, we still have no idea what's happening there. He's, yeah. he's not he's not in prison he's not been you know, like he's not been prosecuted yet he's not had a trial it's things just never happened there for some reason there is whisper it because obviously it's not confirmed but there is there is a i mean i'll i'll say non-zero chance because even though it's probably very very low like, there is a report a while back that like a premier league player had raped somebody and like due to confidentiality they can't say who it is but they kind of give like hints about it and a lot of people connected it to Thomas Party, who is a key part of this Arsenal team right now. And they're still investigating it, and they're saying the players have been going out on bail a bunch, but like, there still could be a chance to get charged or something. And if that is Thomas Party, and Arsenal has played him this entire season, knowing he might have committed something like that, everything I mean, is blown out the water. I mean, you look at uh, you look at I mean, even around us with uh, with the Blackhawks, that yeah. 2010 team, that 2010 Stanley Cup season, you know that. It, it changed completely in a lot of people's minds after what yeah. came out about what happened during that season. But like that doesn't affect on the ice stuff. I don't, at least I don't remember if it did, but like this Arsenal thing, this is to, like, they could win the Premier League because of Thomas party. And if they realize like, they can't take it away afterward, but you know how much of a stay that's going to be now. Like, oh yeah. Thank, thankfully, man, you got rid of Greenwood right away and we didn't have to worry about that. And I hope I never see him again for the club. Like I hope he goes to jail and like does his, do time and like you know rehabilitation because that's what jail's for. But like I never want to see him play for Man U again. Obviously, it's 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 tough. And now Japan, because there's no good way to segue from that. Yeah, there's no good way to segue from that. Uh, we got uh, J League here, which is not starting yet. So Iniesta is on vacation. Yeah, Iniesta is still on vacation. But uh, there will be a game. It, it's going to start next weekend uh, between uh, Yokohama Marinos Wait, and... This upcoming weekend or the following weekend? Ne- the, one, the following weekend. Okay. Yeah, Yokohama Marinos will be playing against... Uh, I said Kofu, but there's like... Hold on. There's a... I, why won't it show it to me? Come on. 
it's they're they're from Kofu. I'm just trying to find what their full team name is. They're in the J2, by the way. It's nice. their Super Cup. Uh I can't find uh Vent for it Kofu. Man, that's so Adnan sent me a video like last week, like very soon after posting after the episode was recorded of like some dude talking about like the names of like various J league teams and how they got them. And it's mostly because, and, and I had to, I had to tell Adnan that it's mostly because like, yeah, Japan just really into just naming teams, like something that sounds cool. <laughs> uh, something that sounds, that sounds European, which like, yeah, you can make fun of, but just realize that MLS does that too. Now <laughs> MLS names teams, vaguely European things. Uh, but yeah. uh yeah, we got we got J League now uh this season for the J League. I just want to give some very quick whatever uh introduction. Uh Yokohama FC is back up in the in the first division, so that's nice, but they no longer have King Kazu. I believe he is in a fourth division club now. Oh geez. He's yeah. still going though. Yeah, he's still going. Uh, I think I think after they got relegated, he's like, you know what? I just want to be closer to home. Uh, yeah, that's so he he's like he's like eighty years old. Uh, actually, more like uh, he he's like fifty seven. I think somewhere around there. Uh, Albirex Niigata uh, is the other team that has come up, and I just just for uh, just just for some geography, uh, Yokohama Marinos, uh, Yokohama is like right next door to Tokyo. It's uh, the Greater Tokyo area, essentially, uh, which includes which includes. Okay, I'm just I'm trying to do it from the top of my head here. That's Tokyo, Chiba, and Yokohama are like the three like main quote unquote cities that are still within like Tokyo, essentially. And uh, Niigata is in the north. Which, by the way, man, this is real interesting. So most of the teams are actually in the south in the J League, and there's only two teams north of Tokyo, north of like the Tokyo area in the J League. Uh, one of them is Konsadole uh, Sapporo, which is in Hokkaido, which is like the island up top. And then there's Niigata now. Nice, I just found okay. that interesting. Uh, and I believe the teams that were relegated were uh, Jubilo Iwata and uh, Shimizu S Pulse, which S Pulse is from Tokyo area, whatever. Uh, I'm just looking for anything that would be interesting. Oh yeah, uh, Gambo Osaka is now uh, they now are getting their kits from Hummel, so that'll be nice. That might be the case for Bremen next season too. I've yeah. been watching it for that, so Hummel is very good at kits. They're 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 good at that, and I'm just looking and yeah, Iniesta is still listed as uh, as one of uh, Vissel Kobe's official born players, so. Good. I mean, he's technically still there. I don't know what's going on. Hey, he's he winning it this year. I'm kidding. He's not going to win it. They barely survived. <laughs> they barely survived last season. You're going to call Vissel Kobe the modern day Leicester City of Japan. Just wait for it. Uh, That's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the, uh, there's only one team getting relegated this season, apparently. That's weird. That's like the... Uh, when it, it, oh, my God. The Amazing Grace when there was a non-elimination, non-elimination lug. There's a reference that no one will understand, but you know we move. So yeah, that's neat. Uh, Speaking of Japan, Japanese league's not playing the Wii League. Yeah, the Wii League's not playing either. So yeah, that there, they, there goes they, Japan. They're doing nothing in Japan apparently. They're just, they're just they're, doing nothing. You know, well, I mean, Japan, you know, Japan, they, they're, they're waiting. For, they're waiting for the J League to start. That's Japan. They're, they're prepping. J- 
Japan deserves a week off, to be fair. They, they, they work so hard. <laughs> well, Adnan, I, I, mentioned the, I mentioned it last week, but you, did, you didn't know about it, obviously. But Golden Week is a very specific holiday uh, where they have like... I think like three different holidays within what within a week. Oh, that sounds and so, so nice. And so they just and so they just basically are like, okay, you know what? Nobody's just gonna nobody's oh, working this God, week. We're done. Dude. Oh, geez. you're in the service industry, you would probably still work, bud. <laughs> I mean, I'm not Dick Sporting Goods or whatever the Japanese equivalent of Dick Sporting Goods is. Yeah, but like it's a uh, Golden Week is essentially like the one week out of the year that like most uh, most like businesses like office jobs are just like yeah whatever like. It, basically it would be too much hassle to have like three separate days off within that week so they're yeah. just like yeah just take it all off it's fine it's like <laughs> just, how in spain in spain they just take naps during the day and like you kind of have to take a nap because there's nothing else to do yeah i started watching a, a a show on netflix about roller hockey in spain and we wonder why the episodes are so long no I'm kidding <laughs> What's, what's uh, it called? It's probably a good name, at least. Well, it's it's uh it's called Roller Girls. Okay, I know well, Hockey that's Girls. Most, that's the most standard name I could have expected from that. Yeah, online. it's incredibly standard. Uh, it's it, it's not that good. She's <laughs> just out here watching things on the internet. Hey like, man, you, I gotta I I gotta I'm in a class where where like I want to seem cool, and so I'm <laughs> was just picking up random things. But when I try to reference something, you got no idea. Chicklish, go watch Modern Family. No. Come on. That show's not bad, to be fair. Not a bad show at all. It's a, um, it's a very white person show, but it's a good show nonetheless. Yeah. That, that's why I don't watch it. Uh, that, it's, that, that whole, that's just racist. <laughs> yeah, I realized in the pre-roll that Jigler just doesn't root for white people. Anyway, I just want to get that out there. That'd be such a good tweet for the episode without context. Jiggly doesn't root for white people. I mean, that could be your tweet. I don't think I can, to be fair, because it's a terrible walk for everyone involved. But... <laughs> Uh, anyway, NWSL, uh, Sam Mewis is injured. Are there, you, you mentioned at the beginning, at the top of the episode that, uh, you know, the U S men's national team had a couple of games. The women's national team actually played a couple a couple games. So I think this Mewis injury was actually during training. Uh, Damn. so it wasn't, uh, so I don't think it happened during a game, but, uh, Sam Mewis is injured and there was something apparently like they, that was the reason why they were able to get, No. Never mind. I'm trying to figure out. I'm still trying. To, I'm still trying to figure out how they got to Binia. <laughs> uh, fair enough. How Kansas City got to Binia. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Red Star stuff though. Uh, they picked up two more midfielders, so they're finally looking like an actual soccer team. Carrie uh, Ricaro from uh, Angel City, and uh, they also their major signing, which Adnan, you're gonna love this. I think I mentioned this in 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 chat you know how last uh, to, to the people also at home you know how last week i was saying about like oh you know everybody was really excited about this like uh this, this thing that the red stars were going to announce in partnership with wolfsburg it's literally just like a fan trip <laughs> it's just vip yeah. bundesliga experience <laughs> I, I mean i'd be i'd be down but the problem is to ask about like specific like red stars questions i cannot answer that yeah, I just found that absolutely hilarious. Uh, but there was actual news, as I said. The Julia, Brazilian midfielder Julia, was signed. Uh, I don't know much about her, I'm going to be honest. The, I saw some videos of her, like, stunned on, uh, on Canada. So that's nice. But, uh, yeah, I don't really know much about her. 
it's going to be interesting to see if if she can fill like a role in terms of making sure the ball gets forward because I think that you know I why am I talking? I didn't watch this team last season. <laughs> Thank you, Jiggly, for doing all that. <laughs> I just like I'm I'm trying like I'm thinking of this team and then I remembered like oh no this isn't the team that I know I didn't watch that team I didn't watch this team. <laughs> yeah, we can move on. MLS stuff. You got anything? I all I have is that the milkman went to Toronto. Uh Gia Kumakis is a guy I'm familiar with. I don't oh, know yeah, that was today, actually. He just got confirmed as, as almost got confirmed as a DP to Atlanta United. And that, that is who the fire should be shining instead. He yes. has had a, he's had an interesting goal of it in Celtic, but he is a former Dutch League top goal scorer with a team that got relegated that season, which is unbelievable how impressive that is. He was the top scorer in a league with a team that was bottom three. It was just him. And Bremen actually almost signed him when they got relegated to the Bundesliga or to the two-period space Bundesliga, but they went with Marvin Dukes instead. So Giacomakis is a talented player. I just don't, I don't know how the Fire have looked at that and thought, oh, yeah, we'll just let Land do that. That's cool. Good for them. That, I'm sorry, but that, that should be a really good sign for them. If they put the right piece around him and they have Garth Logway, they probably will because Garth Logway knows what he's doing. Atlanta will probably be a contender again this year. Um, I just want to mention uh, that there uh, is... So for moving on to the fire, I just want to mention that there is a specific player that was this guy was second in the J League in scoring and was on a team that did get relegated. Shudo Machino. Oh, wait, no. Shodan Belmar didn't get relegated. Shudo Machino uh, scored 13 goals in the J League, which surprisingly is was was second in the league because, man, the, the J League got gutted after the season prior. Uh, but I, that, that, that's a guy that I think the fire should go after. He's actually fairly young. He's only like, he's only like 23. I will, I will take that point and I will raise you a goal scorer in the Japanese league to a proven goal scorer in a major league soccer. And you know who I'm going for here. His name is Ola Kamara. Please get Ola Kamara. Please just please sign Ola Kamara. I want to go to the press plus. I want to go to the post game locker room and see Ola Kamara there. I just want to hug him. <laughs> I want to see, see Ola Kamara and I want to hug him. <laughs> I hope Ola Kamara knows how badly I want him. I hope he recognizes me when I go to a game and he's like, you were the one. You're the reason why I'm here. And I just start crying. And as the fire have lost three, two, but Ola Kamara scored every goal. Every goal. Ola Kamara is going to be the new Jack Marcus. He's going to be top school goal scorer. The fire going to somehow every goal. Yeah, every goal. It's, it's like the, we're going to lose three is, two, and he's going to score every goal. It's going to be the end of the season. Like the bad news is the fire only scored thirty goals this season. The good news is Ola Kamara scored thirty goals this season. I, I thought. I, I, okay, you didn't get my joke then. What? Well, he scores every goal. Oh, he scores like, every. Goal. Okay, <laughs> he scores fine. three. Yeah, yeah, he scores three own goals and then two and then a brace. Okay, Ola Kamara is just going to start rifling into the back of his own now because he got bored. <laughs> he gets bored and he just wants to score goals, but he knows that he can't score it on, on the other team because nobody's going to give him the ball up there. Or he's like, oh man, we're already winning 2-0. Let me make this exciting. He just rifles one into his own net to make it 2-1. He's like, all right, guys, the pressure's back on. <laughs> I, I like how we're describing Ola Kamara as a superhero. It is Ola Kamara. As much as I love him, he is still Ola Kamara at the end of the day. He's not like that great, but like, yeah, he's pretty good, especially in MLS. If, if the Fire do sign him, which they're not going to, but if they do, he's immediately going to be the random Fire player of the day. I'm going to be so excited about it. That you're, you'll be so happy, and then they'll um, trade him instantly. There's no way the Fire does it. <laughs> that, a sign and trade. That's going to be my tweet for this article. There's no way the Fire does something that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's every time. The Fire never make people happy. 
speaking of that, we've got a new potential DP who might so, not actually Okay, yeah, there's there's two different DPs. We we already mentioned Huang Weijo. We'll get into him later because I think there's some interesting developments around him. Yeah. Uh but uh before that, uh there was another guy that people were like, uh, you know, let's just say let's just say fire Twitter is weird. Mm-hmm. And Bigley's mad people unveiled a source that he knew a secret. Well, no, not even that. It's more of just like, you know, there's some people out there. It's like, oh, why don't you just come out and say the name? It's like, okay, you don't understand that it, you can't actually say the name, but you want to make sure that people know, like, they are doing something. They're trying. Don't worry, they're trying. And like, you can't say the name because you know that's that can affect the relationship. Because I know that you know, yeah. let's just say my own reporting may have affected Bastian Schweinsteiger getting to the fire. Oh yeah, sure. Okay, may okay. I may have accidentally uh, held that up by helping to spread uh, about the possibility of him coming to the fire. But, I mean, the thing is, is that the guy that we were looking into, it was supposed to be looking like, oh, yeah, th- this is really good. Like, that was that was the way that it was pitched to me when I was getting it from the source. And I saw it, and I was just like, this is just Shakiri again. Yep, it's Mikhail no. Antonio. That is, Shakiri again is the perfect example. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's, again. what I told my buddy at work, because my buddy is very, very casual with the fire. But I told him, like, yeah, the fire, like, there's a chance they could get Mikel Antonio. He got kind of excited for a second. I'm like, fair. If he comes in as a as a nice TAM player that is, like, slotting a long slide, Shigiri, very good signing. If he's, like, just the guy to be striker, but if he's the big-name DP if striker, they're the screwed. the guy? They're screwed. Adnan, do you remember Spy Kids 3D? No, no, of course. I didn't even watch Spy Kids 3D. Maybe. I may have watched, like, the first 10 minutes. <sighs> okay, so you don't know the meme. Uh, uh, you, don't, you don't know the character about the guy. Oh no, I do not. The guy, like the guy from the poster. <laughs> oh, that God. that's that's the entire the entire run of that of that uh, of of that uh, of that movie mm-hmm. is just like we got to find the guy on the poster. <laughs> oh God, it's like a horrific movie. It you know what? It's a classic. How dare you? And turns out the guy on the poster is a girl. Oh, nice. Uh, my um, two Spy Kids things are the thumb people and the do you think God hides yeah. in heaven for he too fears what he's created? That's the thing. You know, the, the, first, the, thumb, the thumb people was from Sky, Sky, uh, Spy Kids 1. Do you think God, do you think God hides in heaven is from Spy Kids 2? Okay, good. And then this yeah. is Spy Kids 3. Oh, uh, good. You know what? You gotta leave a legacy. Exactly. Spy Kids 3D has a wonderful legacy. The, the fire is so bad. We were talking about Spy Kids. <laughs> anyway, but like my whole joke is like that's like that's me. This entire offseason is just like we need to find the guy. It, it, like you you can put the you can put that name in front of you, but he is not the guy. Uh, I even said like I even made a made a reference to uh, to 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 the Kendrick Lamar song Savior. Like he Mikhail Antonio is a name you know, but he is not your savior. He is not a guy who's going to come in and fix this team. He is you don't you don't sign him as your star DP. And I think that's uh, I I don't think I'm preaching anything against what you'd know. No, yeah, that's Mikel Antonio is a good like Mikel Antonio without any like rules or like what, what does that mean on none? Like <laughs> if the solid captain exists, Mikel Antonio is a very good MLS striker probably. Like he got you probably you know I. Also, Mikel Antonio is also weird because I'm not even sure if he's actually fully a striker anymore. Mikel Antonio had a weird kind of play style, weird kind of build. I just remembered this. Christian Benteke is on DC United as a TAM player. Hey, well, Christian Benteke is also 55 years old. But I'm just saying, like, 
if we're getting Mikel Antonio as a DP and Benteke as a TAM player, I don't understand. No, you're you're not playing the game correctly. There's no because it's the fire jiggly. Shocking. Shocking. Oh, yeah. The fire are bad. <laughs> I'm, I almost just started cursing you out for some reason. I almost, really <laughs> you. I, I almost dropped an F bomb. I don't even swear anymore. I doubt that, that is the closest I've come to dropping an F bomb in, in, I think, like at least months, maybe even years. <laughs> and yeah, because uh, yeah, if the fire, I think the fire would probably get him as a DP, unfortunately, because that's how it is. He's just not, he's not that guy. It's like, it's he, it's he's the epitome of you're not that guy, pal. Meme, you're not that guy. He's he's not that guy. You he's you called him you called him another Nico Gaetan, which is perfect as well. Yeah, like if you have Shakiri Antonio and then insert name here, lovely. We we move. We we cook. Well, Unfortunately, this is the exact same thing we're going to say about this other guy, Huang. No, I mean it's a. It, it, I I think uh, this is more of a conversation that me and my dad keep having, which is the fire trying to build like the the the. You know the you know the 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 Bulls the 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 actual like Jordan era championship Bulls, and it's like we do not have Jordan, we didn't, we don't even have Pippen. We have Tony Kukoc right now, and you're trying to bring in like Luke Longley. No, it's like, <laughs> like it's like the Fire have Pippen and then are bringing in Kukoc. It's like no, that's not how no, that. I don't works. I don't even think I don't even think that uh, that like. I don't even think that Shakiri would be Pippen. As I said, I think I think Shakiri is Kukoc. I think Shakiri can be a second guy. I, I, come on now. And you know what? To be fair to you, like it doesn't. The I got very lucky with the, the tweet because I, I I've been trying to tweet more fire stuff. And when because the, the update the update changed now, but there was this other Huang guy that would have been a DP potentially, like Antonio. So both moves are very similar at that stage. And I just tweeted out, "This is a very Chicago fire move, and that is not a good thing." Yes. Or and as I, I tweeted that, that my as I tweeted my article, the fire have to stop being the fire. Like this is not going to work. I think, I, think I, sent, I think I actually sent your tweet into the into the fire supporter discord. <laughs> oh God, other Alex. Pro- I wonder how, how other Alex felt. But uh, Twid Lad, of course, he's it, just very it, optimistic but, about everything. But like, you, but like you saying, it just feels like uh, like Chicago really needs a DP striker that's too big and too good to fail. Yeah. You know, like, it's and uh, let me clarify. I, I don't. I use other Alex as like a um. As a epitome for like very optimistic fire Twitter. Yeah, you know like, who I, I love? I love, <laughs> I love Fireboy. I think that's his name. And there's another dude. I forget his name. But there, the Fireboy desperately wants this team to be good. He he needs the oh, fire to be good. He loves this team so. He's so excited about everything. At one point, I think I just I tweeted out the Nikolic, and he's like, "Yeah, we need a Nikolic record. We're like, we can make the playoffs again, guys. We can do this." I'm like, "I I, I love you, man." And there's one other guy. <laughs> There's one other guy who just replies to every fire offseason report with, where are we getting someone? Who is this? Are we getting a DP? Can we please get a striker? There's one guy. I, I got to find him. Uh, it's one of my boys. I got to find. I got to shout this dude out. I think it's like, I think it's Logan, maybe. Oh, my God. I think he may have liked my article. I'm going to keep talking while I try to find this. because that, that's one Logan of my from Elf or something like that? Logan from Elf. Does he look like a like an NPC? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's toxic. <laughs> Yeah, I, hope, I know. No, that, I, I can explain that to be. You fair. say. You see. You're like. I think that might honestly be more toxic than me. No, than me saying Spencer Richie. No, because NPC is the neutral thing. I gotta try to find <laughs> this tweet. I'm gonna scroll up on my Twitter DMs while you talk about Huang the updates. Well, yeah. So, well, okay. So here's the thing. Like, my opinion on Huang Guizhou has changed over the past like 24 hours, essentially. So first off, I mean, we already explained early. We we said this last last week, I believe, that when when stuff first came out about him, that Huang Guizhou is a guy 
you know, he's he's coming from uh, from from Greece, which usually isn't a good thing. And uh, the other thing is that uh, he's only scored two goals in the last 12 months. Damn. That's a bit of a concern for everybody. But uh, recently we had, I believe it was actually Sunday morning. I woke up to it. You know, I do my horrible thing of checking Twitter the moment I wake up. And I just see that my dad has tagged me saying, oh, I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure uh, Jiggly isn't going to be happy about this. <laughs> and I'm just like, great. I just woke up. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that was Fabrizio right. reporting. I found, on it. I found the guy Connor Provenzale. I think he's pretty new to the hashtag. Oh, he's new. Yeah, he's new At one point. Uh, men in red tweeted out the eyes emoji and CF97 and Connor replies with young Argentine, Arango, somebody, anybody. It, it got me so good. <laughs> this poor please, guy. Please, someone, please, the fire fan base, just help them, please. You know, it, it's the fun for me sometimes is, is actually seeing uh, an actual friend of the podcast, Wapo, uh, who uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know, I'll just ask him if he can like play trumpet and that can be our theme song. I'm done. Yo, oh, one more shout out, Diego Camacho. It's like the the grown man. Oh, on the Diego, yeah, he's try- he 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 desperately needs to see. I've, ta- <laughs> I've 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 talked to him plenty of times. Like you know, good lad. I, no, all yeah. these are good people. They just uh, I feel bad. No, I just mean like even like real life. Like I've yeah. I, I've, I've met him, talked to him quite a bit. Uh, anyway, yeah. Wait, sorry, I got some interrupting with with fire stuff and fire. Yeah, pain. my yeah, my dad was the one who tagged me, and he's and he specifically said this week's sad boys. Uh, Fraudcast promises to be spicier than usual. I honestly, I wasn't that angry. I was just like, yeah, oh, I'd be. The update is huge because I would be a lot more mad if there. Oh was yeah, absolutely. There's a big update, and also there's other like other research that I did that like kind of changes my mind a little bit about the guy. Uh, but uh, you know, let's just say on that morning, what all of us sort of knew and were looking at, Huang Guizhou coming from Olympiacos, from Nottingham Forest, like he's on loan at Olympiacos from Nottingham Forest, and he's only scored two goals in the past 12 months, and he's coming in as a DP. That was what Fabrizio Romano had, had tweeted. And with that, all like the information that we knew up until like today, that's, that's bad. And My... honestly, I was so, I, you know, th- this, is, this is me being happy that everyone was being just as toxic as we are because everybody lit into them. And, I th- and that was yeah. also another thing with like Mikel Antonio as well. Like we're really seeing like the fire fan base is just like, we Good. are tired of this. Finally. We are so Finally. tired of this. <laughs> Good. Uh, Jiggly, I'm telling you this. I'm so lucky I'm not a fire fan and I'm, I can at the very least be a neutral journalist because I would be pissed off right now. The season starts in a month, Jiggly. Exactly. And so it's so like, this is, this is your, this is your guy. This is the guy. This is your King. This, this is, this is your savior. Look, I, I couldn't tweet it out, but I've got a buddy. It was the guy that replied to one of my tweets. He, he like legitimately one of my, my biggest friends on the planet. He's an Olympiacos fan. And I think for lack of better terms, he's like, yeah, that dude ass. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. So, and he, he's ass in the Greek league. So here's Greek the other thing. MLS, but still it's the Greek league. So here's the other thing about all of this is that uh, there's a bit of an issue with the Greek league and like foreign players and also like some coaches just like for some reason just don't like playing foreign players. Racism. Yeah. And so (laughs) he only has five appearances. He like his playing time is amounts to less than two games. He's got he's only got 144 minutes with Olympiacos. 
So you, you take that into consideration and it makes sense that Nottingham Forest would at least want to move him to a different team. And the reason why that's interesting is because we've got a new thing coming in that they're looking at him for a loan. And so if they get Pongui Joe without a loan fee, there is a chance that he could be a Max Tam player, which would also allow the fire to at least like give this guy a chance. Yeah. And then also give us room to continue looking for who can be the guy in the summer, which that's a, I mean, that's yeah, a decent probably, deal. It's not, not great, but it's a decent It's idea. not the best, but it's it's something that can work. And and, and you know, we're gonna get to the point where like when we finally do get our summer blockbuster deal, it it probably won't matter that much with this season, but like at least we'll have gotten someone. We'll yeah, we're gonna be like really we'll we'll be fifteen points out the playoffs at that stage. Yeah. I'll like, be the we'll, only one in the press box. <laughs> Uh, so it's it it gives us room. That's that's what this is going to do. If we if we can get it on a Tam deal, if we can get Huang Wei Zhou on a Tam deal, it gives us room. And if he does well, he can earn that DP deal. We can try to get him permanently. He gets the DP deal if he earns that deal. Oh, and I know if what's not, coming. and if not, you know, as I said, we get a blockbuster DP. That, that's I know, I, I know what's coming here. Uh, this is where I'm going to be a. a obnoxiously toxic so i do apologize and so, here's, so here's an interesting thing right, that yeah. I looked finish into. the wholesome thought before i get toxic then yeah so here's an interesting thing that like i saw and i think this is the reason why everybody has calmed down on uh because like you know i saw this and then i said oh yeah it would be so much better if he was just a tam player and now we're hearing oh he might actually be a tam player and th- like, hey. thinking, oh this might actually be good because you look at his numbers he has one good season with seong nam when he was in korea uh, so that was 2015. He scored 15 goals. Then he went to uh, Gambo Osaka in 2017. In 2018, he scored 16 goals in the J League, and then he stayed for another season. And then he was moved on to Bordeaux. He only scored six goals in his first season, but then he scored 12 goals, 11 goals, and then he was moved to Nottingham Forest and then loaned out to Olympiacos and everything. So he has, he, like, the thing is, is that, yes, he's only scored two goals in the past 12 months. But when you look at, um, like when you look at his numbers in terms of like the way he grows, I mean, you know, talking about growth for a thirty-year-old man, uh, like Pause. the way, <laughs> but like the way he grows as a player and as a goal scorer, like it looks like he's set for something. He just wasn't allowed. He he just wasn't allowed that at Olympiacos. There. The one interesting thing is, we people, I don't know if people realize it, he was actually bought by Nottingham Forest before the season started. Like, he was bought yes. by, and, and then he immediately loaded out. So he, he is a new arrival at Nottingham Forest. They've also signed a billion people, so maybe it doesn't matter as much. Yeah. But there's got to be something there. And also, there was a really good thread. I think it was Men in Red. It was just a series of tweets where one of it was it scoring, him scoring a screamer, and then another one of him missing a big chance. And then screamer, big chance, miss. Screamer, big chance, miss. He seems like the duality of man personified. He's he, so you're saying he's one Lisa Nangano. Potentially. The connection I want to make actually <laughs> is what 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 made me made me laugh, made me smile. Your idea of making him a TAM player and then if he does well, make him a DP. Like what's gonna happen then is that he will score like six goals in the opening twelve. They'll give him the DP slot and then he will disappear. It was like one time Gilberto ended the season on a goal scoring <laughs> tear when the season didn't matter anymore. And I was so excited for him to be the striker next season. And then he was terrible. 
Oh no, I can totally see that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm expecting. No. So it's it, that that's what I mean by just like, you know, and, and also, you know, there there let's just say there's other people on on Twitter being very very overly optimistic. Somebody's saying like, "Oh, let's not presume that Shabilko won't return to form and bag 10 to 15 goals this oh, year." Oh, good heavens. See, Which, that's a problem. The Fire Fans are the Fire Fans had two days of being toxic and being the correct. And now we're being, <laughs> being like, toxic know, and we'll correct. Be okay. <laughs> okay. We're going to sunshine and rainbows. I love the way that you put that toxic and correct. Yeah, because I, I will be toxic when I'm correct. Sorry, that's not what I meant. I like I can be toxic when I know I'm correct at least. Because like the problem is Jiggly, like when we get close to the fire season and you're gonna ask me for a prediction, I'm gonna say the fire missed the playoffs because that's all I know they do. Yeah. <laughs> that's, no, that's all I, I mean, assume. right now I I'd say that too. Oh, they're definitely oh. missing the playoffs right now. Jiggly, Miguel, Miguel Navarro is going to start at left back day one. And I'm going to Casper lose. Casper Shabilko is going to start at striker on day one. Oh my god, that's going to be so bad. I'm just going to start booing from the press box. <laughs> they say no cheering in the press box, but... but yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there, there was something else that I wanted to mention, too. Um, sign Ola Kamara. Like, Jay, please, just sign Ola Kamara, man. So... At the very least, he's actually a good goal scorer. And at the very least, make me give me something, Fire. Please. Like, I know you gave me credentials. That was cool. I appreciate that. Give me so Ola Kamara. So I keep mentioning this guy, but Cho Gwesung. <laughs> Cho Gwesung is an actually, like, is a good, young uh, goal scorer from Korea. He's 24. He's not like, you know, a U22 player or a young DP. He'd just be a normal DP. Yeah, Minnesota United have pulled out oh. from, try, from, from trying to get him. And he, Cho Gwesung is linked with Celtic and Mines, but is likely to stay with South Korea until the summer. Ooh. So look, I want him. Okay, he is like, the guy that I want. I like how Jiggly has gone from big name, big name, big name to yeah, get the South Korean light in here. Just, who but the thing anymore? is, it's like also like the marketability of him. Look, you look up the name Cho Gwe Sung and on Google, and you're going to get a ton of articles about like this guy needed to throw away his phone because too many girls were calling him because is he was he so the one pretty. that scored against Portugal? Not no. Portugal. He scored what? twice against Ghana. Oh yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm down. And that for was him. a loss. <laughs> I'm down. For, I'm down for that then. No, no, Ghana was a tie. I thought. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. whatever. But no, but anyway, that, that, I'll take that dude over Huang probably. This man too pretty. <laughs> I, I, dude, I'll take a. Hey, it's. Uh, I'll always prefer the Bremen new strikers are pretty dude, and I, I always, I always root for a pretty man signing. So like, more, more importantly like, for coaches, but still, pretty boy signing is a good thing. So yeah, like I want Choko Sung, not just because like, yeah, maybe he can actually score some goals and like do something for us, but also, you know what that marketing would do for us? Yeah. I Damn. don't know how big that South Korean that's population a new, that's is. That's a new market. It's a good Asian market at least. We, something. No, that's the thing. That's the thing that like no team actually does is like reach out to the Except Vancouver. Like, yeah, except Vancouver. Vancouver loves the Asians. Well, I mean, Minnesota. That's, that's, that's what Minnesota was trying to do. They tried to get Cho Gwe Sung and Huang Wei Zhou and then just like whiffed on both of them. So here's the other thing that I did here, which was somebody saying like, oh yeah, they, uh, the fire swung and missed on two much bigger names and then did not mention the two bigger names. Uh, who, I, I just want to know, like, look, I, th this is, this is, look, obviously you wouldn't want this to happen, but it obviously would not have happened anyway because, you know, it didn't happen. Don't but do this. I would at least like to have heard that the fire, like, it, it, instead of hearing nothing from the fire, oh yeah, they 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 sent an offer for like Nicholas Folkrug, and they 
they got oh, yeah. okay, at least it yeah. looks like they're trying to do something, right? They're yeah. trying to do something. Have they're the, identifying a good talent. This happens. The fire can. Joel might supposed to have to pay Berman one hundred and fifty million dollars for me to accept that deal for crying out loud. But like, but like, you mean yeah, you know no, what I mean? It's, there, it's like, because, yeah, I know. Because usually getting denied is a bad thing. But for the fire's sake, like at least they know they're trying. I, I it, it shows. It shows there's an actual intent, and like, and right now the only intent we're seeing is Mikel Antonio and Juan Guido. Although I, I think Quang, I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much. I think Quang is pretty much confirmed because I saw the one tweet where it's like, yeah, Minnesota have kind of given up and they've resigned to the fire getting him. That's almost yeah. That, well, that was Adrian Heath. Him. That was Adrian Heath saying that apparently. Oh, Adrian Heath's funny then. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah that's, good, that's good stuff. I have, um, I have his, I have his, uh, I have a Premier League, tra- a Premier oh. League trading card for Adrian Heath. That's good stuff, actually. I didn't know he played in the Premier League. Yeah, well, it was like 1991. Oh, first year then. Yeah. That's probably that might be. You, the, the, I found a bunch of Fire 2001 cards on eBay that are actually going for a bit because I think I have well, some. I got uh, so I got this. I got this uh, like this carton of them from my radio teacher in high school as I left, and nice. and I just sort of <sighs> have them now. But yeah, so I, didn't, I don't like, have any good players in the, in in there. But like I got Adrian and Alan Shearer. Which like Alan Shearer? Oh, yes, he's a good don't have, yeah, that's why I say you don't have any good players. And then like, name no, no, it was, no, it wasn't even Alan Shearer. It was like Gary Lineker, actually. Which yeah, wow, he's so a good like player. Second year like, striker, by the way. Yeah. Anyway, um, like well, that, that. Yeah, the word. The problem is right. Let's let's say hypothetically speaking, we go into next week and the Fire have signed Huang on this Tam deal. Good. They still got the rest of the team to deal. Yeah, what now? <laughs> and also, like, how do you play this team? What formation are you going to put out there for them? It's it's going to be the four two three one jiggly. It's always going to be the four two three one. It's so, I can tell you right now what the fire lineup is going to be. Unfortunately, yeah, and that's the problem because okay. there's there's a there's a way that this team could run that I think is interesting. I I posted this uh, when it was just Mikel Antonio. Oh but, God, Jiggly's thinking. Oh, the, the time for me to immediately tear apart this this formation. Jiggly is thinking, and that's not a good thing yeah, for um, him or for us. <laughs> It hurts. Uh, I posted. I, I posted basically like this weird, like stretched out four four two diamond, which includes. Okay, you got. This would be the starting lineup. This would be the first the first week, and honestly, I would be fine if it's just the first week, and then we find out. Oh, we shouldn't be doing this, and then we just move on from it. I just want to see if this would work. You if said we do it, it a, is it like in your buried deep in your your tweets? It's in my tweets. It's it's like third. Oh, it's like three days ago. Uh, so Brady and goal. Obviously, you got Shields and Wyatt at center back. You have to start Miggy, I guess, at left at left back. So K at right back. Uh, Jairo Torres at right midfield and Mueller at left midfield. Fede as the holding midfielder. Shakiri as a ten, and then Casper and uh, Antonio up top. I wouldn't want this for like the entire season unless it works in that is, game. Is it is it the hammer? No, that was a joke. Okay, good. good. <laughs> that was a made. joke. My, my brain went to make God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> that, I posted that as a joke because, like, yeah, that that that's like the list of like the type. Of, I posted it in our chat. But, like that's that was based on like the okay, list of like. I was still trying to have. find it. I was still trying to find it. You are not you. God help Fede Navarro. I know. Like that's the thing. Is no, like you that's can't the just best say I, can I do. know. You can't just say but I that's know. That's the thing. Is like. Okay, you got it. But the thing is, like, this is the only way that all of our DPs are out there. Mueller is playing. You drop, which you have to play you Mueller. Drop, you, 
you drop Shabroko, you put in Pineda or Jimenez, unfortunately, and that's it. Uh, that, that's yeah, I be. mean, like that's that's probably what it's going to have Chigley, to be. But, like, stop it's, trying to cook; it doesn't matter. But my thing, but my thing with that is like this gives us a chance to actually see Casper to two striker system for once. <laughs> We're not, the goal is not to save Casper Shabroko. <laughs> we gotta save him. We I gotta to find him. <laughs> we have to save Casper Shabroko. There's my tweet for the episode. To save Castro Smilko. And people are gonna look at that like, what do you mean? We have to <laughs> We must save his soul. <laughs> oh, now I gotta uh, type this in the group just so I can't think. Uh. We have to save Casper Shabilko. Okay, so finishing it off. So let's just say Mikel Antonio is not a DP. Both both of these players are TAM deals. You choose one, Antonio or, or uh Mikel Antonio or Juan Guijo. Oh, Antonio. Premier League proven. Or not primarily proven, but has done. I, I, it's, it's a bigger name, more known. I, I, I still go Antonio. I, I, I like that I mean, league I, one. Ex- I like that Premier League experience better. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, I, I just I, know him. <laughs> you know him personally. Yeah. I, oh, well, okay. <laughs> you go to Jules with him. Yeah, like like RJ Lukaku. I go to like the Lukaku. <laughs> oh man, you know that that was that was mentioned in our second or third episode ever. It hasn't. Back back when I was. <laughs> Back when I actually went to college in person. Damn. <laughs> now I work at Dick's Sporting Goods. I'm going to jump um, out my window, Jiggly. I'm going to do it. Sorry, I don't live like very high up. That wasn't a suicidal joke. I live on the second floor. And I, have a I was about to say, yeah, it's the second, it's the second floor. You're that's just going to injure yeah. you. You're going to break your leg and that's it's, it. It's not even because there's, there's a fire skipper next to me. So I'd only fall for like 10 feet. So I just minorly convenience myself. It was, <laughs> more of like, it was more of like me trying to escape the life I live. <laughs> I'm not. I, I, my life is not that bad. I'm sorry. I just, I, yeah. I think sometimes. Uh, you you at least go outside sometimes. What think about me? Hey, but I go outside to go to Dick Sporting Goods. I'm sorry. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Uh, but uh, I mean, I would take Huangui Joe actually. Well, yeah, because you, yeah, you're hey, you you're just like I'm the Asians. I'm kidding. I'm but, kidding. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yes, I'm a weeb. But also, I, I, but also no because, either way. But I think also like I mean, Mikel Antonio is a right winger. Yeah, like, I don't he's, think he's a population. He's striker, a right back. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't see him as a striker. Like Huangui Joe, fair. at least I can put him up top and I could say he's a striker. That's fair. I wouldn't have IB by the way, remarkably enough. As long as they're a TAM player. But the problem is then where do you use the DP slot? You've got to be center that's, mid. That's what I mean. Like, if, we ha- if we're only getting Huangui Zhou for a one-year deal on loan, we can still sign a DP striker mid- mid-season. No, you know, you know what? Screw it. You get Huangin, and then you do what I've been telling you to do, and you get a, sec- you get a DP center back. And you put a DP center actually, back like, Actually, Rafael my dad Shidos, was talking about that. My dad was talking over. about that. If you give me Soquet, DP center back, Shehos, and a competent left back not named Miguel Navarro. Well, Shehos can play left back. No, 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 no. You keep Shehos in those. Shehos is too good. Okay. Jiggly, whisper it, right? The problem is the thing you really should be doing is giving Shehos a DP contract. Like if, if we yes, if actually, we were yes. if, if we were men of God here and we did the right <laughs> thing all the time. If we were men of God. <laughs> What if you want to go to heaven? But God said, remember when you didn't give DP the, the DP contract? Okay, so th- there's another thing. Actually, speaking of, speaking of, but you didn't give a DP contract to, Lukas Sijanovic is out of contract right now. Bring him back home. Yeah, screw it. Bring him home. No, yeah, he, he'd actually be a very good backup like Cam that can make late runs. Actually, yeah, genuinely bring him home. You know what? Screw it. Bring Madron back too. That was funny. Like, Lukas Sijanovic was a wonderful second striker. He, a wonderful he did person a for the club, yeah, too. Yeah, a wonderful person. Like, just a solid dude, although he did have that one tweet that was suspect. But other than that... Oh, his, his Twitter account wasn't real, to be fair. That was so funny. 
He, I remember one time, yeah, when, when I don't know if you're referencing the same thing I'm referencing, but when someone someone uh, called out Tyler Terrence for gaslighting the fire fans and uh, Stojanovic just liked the tweet because he, he saw it was like happy stuff. Yeah. That's good times. Oh, man. Just wait. I'm going to make I'm gonna make Stojanovic the player of the day tomorrow and I'm just going to farm in the likes. So that's that's the thing. Like the fire could actually have like it, it, I wouldn't say like a good team, but like they could sneak into the playoffs if they get Ola Kamara and Lukas Stojanovic. They could sneak in, and Huang, and like a DP. Like and honestly, not they don't. They, I don't even think they would need like in that sort of. And yeah, I guess yeah, and Huang. Yeah. Either way, uh, I just want to finish this off talking about uh, the Rexham discourse again uh, involving the fire, because uh, the thing is, is that like this is something that I am. I'm getting very big on this recently because I think that you know there should be steps for there should be steps being taken forward, especially with like. We're in Chicago. You know, it's the second biggest market in in the no, third biggest market in uh in America and one of the biggest cities in the world. And nobody cares about the soccer team. And I think that the big thing that they're missing out on is something that Wrexham kind of hit, but nobody else is really talking about, which is like it, you know, people are saying it's about the narrative as well and like how that's working. But I think the big thing is that the fire and a lot of MLS teams are marketing themselves as like action films. When really the people that they're trying to get, which are like soccer fans who are not into American soccer, is like, you know, those art film people, like A24 guys. Like the fire should be more of like human, I guess. More relatable. Oh, yeah. Human, yeah. And that's how and that's how you get people interested. That's, and I think why I that's love- a that's the biggest part that that Wrexham discourse is like missing from a lot of people, which is like if you make people care or like you cannot make someone logically care about MLS. I do not care about the fire in a logical way. My, yeah. my relationship to the fire is not logical. And you talk about that all the time. Yeah. I mean, but, mine even is too. I, I still, I whisper it. Cause hopefully no one hears this though. Like as involved, well, I still have no idea how I'm supposed to feel about the Chicago fire. Cause I, I still instinctively hate them. Like I still <laughs> bitterly hate them. Like I'm still like a woman scorned, but I'm also a journalist trying to cover them. And I'm still a fan of soccer. Sorry. But yeah, it, it, I mean, that's why I love Brayman so much. I love watching Brayman because I'm like, look at the guys go. Look at them. Look, <laughs> look at, at them look go. At us go, man. We're, we're out here trying our best. Like, yeah, so, this, these, they're, they're, everyone has a story. Yeah, and it's really important to, like, have that narrative and, like, make it something that, like, you can relate to emotionally. Yeah. And the fire are just, like, it's the perfect team to actually have, like, that sort of story about because you look at the past, that is so interesting. The fire, the Chicago itself, like history within like soccer and American soccer, so interesting. It's actually genuinely interesting. Like we have soccer house in Chicago. Nobody talks about that that much. Like we are technically the home of U.S. soccer, <laughs> and it's and and so it's one of those things where it's just like you gotta lean on that a bit more. You gotta you gotta like have some narrative. You gotta make it matter to people, and that's something or- that. It's something that I've that I've had to do my entire life, and that's why I was a that's why I was a journalist. That's why I decided to switch into like into screenwriting because it's like I'm just doing this instead of writing about what happened in a game. I'm just doing this instead. I'm telling a story. Yeah. Or you do what the fire have been doing. You just say, "Hey, we're a big club. We're going to do big things," and then never actually do anything. And then never actually do it. Uh, I still, I still can't believe their tagline is "Make no small plans." And all, I, literally, I, all, it, it's such an easy joke to make, but it's literally all they do. Actually, I love the somebody. The actually, somebody great, said obviously. that somebody said this accidentally, 
in uh in in that in that fire discord which was make no plans (laughs) 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 and i just imagine like i'll make make big plans cross out make little plans cross out just make nothing make no plans like because that's kind of what we do that's kind of what the fire are doing at this point uh i did you know as i said i i took my walk i took my usual walk to soldier field because i had the time and I made sure to tweet out a picture of, you know, the, the Walter Payton statue, which I, once again, another very interesting thing with Chicago soccer, the, the relationship to Walter Payton. Interesting. <laughs> he was, phenomenon. he was, he, he, honestly, if Walter Payton was still alive today, I think that he would be like a celebrity ambassador for the fire. Oh, uh, no, no doubt in my that's mind. That's no doubt in my mind. Well, his, well, Jared Payton was like supposed to be like, a, he was really good at soccer and they wanted him for soccer, but he said, no, I'm going to play football. Fair. So, you know, and we saw oh, how that turned out. What's, <laughs> something, dis- something disgraceful in my workplace. There is a Bears jersey. It's half yellow or half orange, half navy. That's Walter Payton. But it's a half and half jersey. It looks so weird. What? We have it on sale. Yeah, it's a half and half Walter Payton jersey. Half orange, half navy blue. Oh, I thought you said Barrich. And I was really Yeah, confused. yeah, screw it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, Robert. You want to bring Robert Barrich back in. No. Re- no, I want the, them to no re- signing Robert Barrich is, is Huang Guizhou as a DP. That's want, Robert Barrich again. Yeah, exactly, to be fair. That's, maybe we'll make that comparison spot on. I want them to just reload the 2020 transfer window. So it was Alisaida, Barrich, Stojanovic, Sekulic. So uh, the, the, the thing that I just wanted to say, like my picture outside of uh, Soldier Field, and then I had in uh, a quote from, uh, you know about Carl Sandberg, right? No. You've never heard maybe. that name before? I mean, maybe if you explain, I have no idea. A, f- uh, a famous uh, Chicago, Chicago-based poet. Never heard. Th- well, I mean, there is a there is like a, a school in Chicago named after. Him. There's tons of schools named after him, actually. But uh, Carl Sandburg's uh, Chica- like the one great Chicago poem, uh, you know, the one that people know about him for. Uh, and uh, I just posted a couple, uh, two verses from it. Uh, and having answered so, I turn once more to those who sneer at this, my city, and I give them back the sneer and say to them, come and show me another city with lifted head singing, so proud to be alive and coarse and strong and cunning. And that's what the fire should be. <laughs> but it's the fire. But it's the fire. Yeah. And uh, we, we have no cunning whatsoever. But you know what? The fan base sure is coarse. I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> you know, they were toxic for like a day. And then everyone just got excited again. No, it's it's more about being toxic to each other. Uh, that's yeah, the fire. The fire. Everyone, everyone was like focused in on the fire and being toxic to the fire, and it was like, yes, you finally. Oh wait, no, we're going back at, at each other again. Damn it! It's like ah, oh, yeah, the fire. The fire have done a great job of gaslighting the fire feds and the fighting with amongst each other. Uh, one last thing I randomly <laughs> saw on Twitter: uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Please don't. Jets, please don't get Aaron Rodgers. He costs like fifty million. He's not the best human being. He's not even that great of a football player anymore. Please do not do that. So I just want to get that out of my system. Okay. Do you have Ooh, anything else? Wrexham, if they do somehow beat Sheffield, which they probably won't because it's in Sheffield, but if they do, they would um, host Tottenham Hotspur. So maybe, maybe they'll rig it for them because Wrexham at home to Tottenham is a huge game. But yeah. Uh, I got nothing else other than do not start Miguel Navarro day one and please sign Ola Kamara. Well, we know Please. that we know that neither of those things are happening. You no, know, so. you know what? You sign Ola Kamara and then you play him at left back. <laughs> Screw it. That's, I'll take that. I will take that as a compromise. Sign Ola Kamara and put Shabilko. But honestly, he'd probably be better there than a striker. 
You know what? Put Trabilco out there, but don't tell him what position he's playing. <laughs> don't tell him what position he is. Just He'll probably play the same exact way, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. He's like, I'm going to just do what I'm used to. And, and then no one's going to know what position he's actually playing either. Because no, like, everybody's going to think that he's play? a center midfielder. Yeah. Because no. <laughs> that's where he plays. <sighs> we need to save him. <laughs> we need to save him. I need to find him. <laughs> I forgot. Him. I still remember Logan I was on Puck, my couch home alone <laughs> with like no mental capacity, about to lose it, and I just remember saying, "I need to find." Him. I need to find Logan Paz. What did I mean, Adnan? What did I mean? I've been Adnan. I'm still I'm Jiggly. He's Adnan. Eat the rich. Hey, hey Jiggly. Remember? I was remember? about to leave the call. Oh, I know. It's, 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 that's fair. <laughs> That's saying it because it's a good thing because I was just gonna remind you of the table discussion that got you last time about everyone just body slamming me through the table. Table, 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 table. table. Eat the rich. Oh, yeah, sorry, eat the rich. Eat the rich.